you remember the good old days when all you had to worry about was getting your homework done and getting home before curfew? Before you had to worry about jobs, projects, working, when you could long for a summer vacation and a winter break? Well, this is the podcast for when you realize that life can be hard. Hold on one moment. <sighs> Finally, he's gone. The last thing I need to hear is him plugging another podcast. Come take a listen to my show, Adulting Ain't Easy, every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following is a Journey into Comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Poor 360, the show that covers topics of importance, and none is more important than what we're talking about today. And I realized that when I was preparing this episode, I thought I needed a little bit of help, so I had to bring in the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. How are you doing, Nate? Dude, thanks for having me back on the show. I don't know what episode we're on, but it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long since I've been here. I know I was on episode 30. Yeah, I think it's 36. Six or thirty-seven, the episodes start to run together. After a while, and I'm sure when you're in the two hundreds, and it's you know what I think you're on episode thirty-nine because 39. you had the almost thirty-eight that became thirty-seven, oh, and then you right. had the actual thirty-eight that replaced the not thirty-eight, and then now this would be thirty-nine coming yeah. in. So less than ten weeks. That's a that's a new record for me showing up on your show, man. Right. It's good to have you on here. I know you always we have some great rapport when we talk. Just casually on Facebook or in person. Well, and I think I said this to you in text the other day, but it's like I don't have a lot of people in my world that I inundate with politics because I do know that it can be stressful. I do know that it can be a hard pill to swallow when you're talking about, no, 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 wait a minute. Trump did this other thing. Trust me, we're getting closer. Like we're every day we get closer to this to this possibility of being freed from this crazy presidency that we're under. But, like, luckily, you're a level-headed person. You've had uh, yourself and family know a little bit about the politics and the political game. So when you and I talk, even if our party lines are, you know, I don't even know if you would consider yourself a a Democrat or Republican as much as I almost think you're, like, a libertarian or an independent of sorts. You kind of have, like, kind of that viewpoint, you know? Right, because I, I was, so my father's a Democrat, my mother kind of just votes the way my father does, they're kind of aligned that way. Cool, I, she I respect gets lot, that. She doesn't really follow, like, politics, she gets all of her information from my father, so that kind of influences when she goes to vote. But she does go and vote in every election, which is nice. Totally, and that's how you get your voice, man, I, and, I, and I'm a firm believer of that. Like, I don't remember, it was a, a non... A non-major election, I think it was like the 2014 uh, midterm elections, I did not vote. And you know what? I didn't really say shit from 2014 to 2016 about what was going on because it was just like, right. well, it is what it is, man. And guess what? And I think that was the year that Republicans kind of took back some things and caused uh, that kind of bland final two years of uh, Obama's presidency. Right. I think mine was mine was 2012. I don't know. I, th- I was in the middle of college stuff, and it just kind of... I was doing the absentee stuff, and I just kind of, like, missed my chance to do it. So it was one of those, like, I didn't get the absentee in time, and I had no chance to, like, get to Illinois... Or get to Danville to actually vote. 
Yeah, and like you're going to want to drive in on a November, a cold November Tuesday, you know? Right, and that was Romney. That was that year. Oh, yeah, that was a that was and that, a big... and that was a, and that was a relatively close election, all things considered. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, we got the second term for a Obama. You know, maybe not a lot got done. Maybe he made some mistakes, which I'm sure... Yeah, that if was you... the... I mean, yeah, sorry, I was kind of jumping there. That was kind of the whole beginning of his lame duck presidency. Exactly. And obviously, I think, and this is good to bring up here early on in this show, because at least from my perspective, it's bizarre how if you were to take every circumstance happening this year, mm-hmm. and I want you to bump it back into 2014, 2015, during Obama's presidency and say this is his problem and these are things he's done, would the people who have been elected by the people be as silent or complicit as they are now? Or would it be a right. total chaotic uproar? Right. I That kind of reminds me. I um, There's a thing I like. I liked on Facebook a while back, so sometimes they show things, and it was... Um, it was the Now This Politics, which is like a... They kind of just do like videos and stuff. But they sure. did one. I think you've seen them. Probably shared but, uh, several of them. <laughs> honestly, because yeah. there was one I saw just the other day where it's um, it was a bunch of like Fox News and majorly conservative like media outlets talking about oh like Obama and all this stuff like with his golfing, his vacations, and the, some of his things he's saying and like his off the cuff like how he's when he's under a teleprompter he's good, but it's like. All the stuff they took and just condensed it, and it's all things that like could be said about Trump now. So and it's just like funny that they're all fine with everything he does now, but when Obama did things much more milder to what Trump's doing now, they were up in arms. Well, like, you remember, like the biggest thing they were upset about was that um, when Obama wore like a beige suit, and they call that that was like disrespecting the office. Yeah. He wore a tan suit, and they jumped down a motherfucker's throat. Now, here's the crazy thing, bro. And I, and I want to look at it, again, you got to look at it to all angles and all perspectives because now you have an uprising of people in the current times who are not cool. They're like the resistance versus the galactic empire in this thing, man. And right. and, and I'm just, to be allegorical, Darth Vader's got to go, if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or the Emperor Palpatine has right. got to go, however you look at it. But I don't think there are Democratic folks right now doing anything to any level of extremities that were being done when Obama was in president, when you literally had Republican-led people leading fake lynchings of dolls. That really happened. Burning dolls that look like Barack Obama. Well, you remember during that time was actually when Trump was doing his um, birth certificate thing. Because he was was approaching running for office in 2012 and like 2010 and all like he was he was testing the waters with all that and he actually he was the big front man for that whole is he is he Kenyan was he actually born here and I remember that whole big thing and like and then as soon as and now Trump can say like he's the most uh criticized disrespected president in history which is and wow <laughs> I'm pretty sure that two of our presidents were way more disrespected when they were assassinated, bro. <laughs> Fucking murdered, dude. Like, 
do you think when like when Lincoln at the time when he's like yeah just no slavery like how many people like probably wanted just to murder him in the street and they did but yeah that, they, uh, they succeeded in that goal quite literally right. you know uh, but I like I think you think about the extremes and it just and then there's the whole snowflake politics and then like calling people snowflakes I think that's horseshit <laughs> when I and you know it you know it the most thin skinned humans in existence are and I'm not going to say republicans I think that's a poor thing and I think we need to get away from using that term and I'm not saying there aren't republicans but what I'm saying is while there are republican folks they are the people that are not behind Donald Trump okay they are right. The party of old, kind of the nostalgic way you look at politics, almost like Reaganomics, I guess you'd say. But yeah, there is a at... different class, a subclass that's the Trumpers, I guess you'd call it. Right. It's like if you look think back of um, when the Tea Party Republicans were a thing. It's a faction. It's a, a subgroup of the Republican Party that has a more extreme agenda. And they're just aligning with someone they see to get their agenda across. This is like the dumb Tea Party. Because the Tea Party was made up of very intelligent people who had some kind of bizarre, almost um, evangelical-based thinking. And I get where they're coming from. They're they're letting their religion inform their po politics, right. which I, again, think that's a whole other topic of wrong and why that should oh. not be a thing. Right. Uh, but they did, they did unseat at that time when the Tea Party was like filling seats. They were unseating a lot of moderate Republicans, which is ones that were they were very liberal in terms of Republican values. They were kind of just right of center, which I think we need a lot more center people. Centrist. When you get we need a centrist, centrist party, bro. Yeah, which I'm I'm probably I lean just left of center is kind of my political leanings. Like I have a lot of views that go back and forth, but it kind of ends up evening out that I'm just Slightly left in terms of my views of center. And, and, you know, I feel like our generation needs to be aware of the real fact that all of us need to know that we aren't staunch one way or staunch the other. You're not staunch Republican or staunch Democrat, and you can't right. change. Because, listen, as times change and as people change, that's the key. People change. You should be able to be like... You know what, man? I was kind of a dickhead when I was talking about how I feel about guns and how I think they should just be taken from every gun owner without question. Maybe there's a better way. That's me being right. more informed on possibility, and guess what that does? My bargaining chips are up now, and if you're bargaining here on this thing, maybe I'll bargain with this thing, and now we're getting things done. Right. I think there needs, there needs to be a sense of middle ground with a lot of these things. If people close themselves off to completely other side they're not going to get things accomplished and we see that with every president when we jump back and forth between political parties or when like the house and senate switch is that people do things hard one way and then it's course correction hard the left and it just everything kind of ebbs and flows we end up centering out but if we just did it from the start we could really move forward i think a lot of it's just we there's always the want to correct what the previous administration the previous party has done I agree with you. Now, let me get up on my soapbox, brother, and, and I'm going to be Jim Phillips here for a minute because this is something my dad said. And you know really whose fault this is, really at the core, the core of our political landscape, the issue is people like and including Rush Limbaugh. 
Because Rush Limbaugh led a faction in this belief of you call your senators, you call your House representatives, and you tell them they don't fucking budge. They don't move an inch on party line with Democrats. You stand your ground. And that belief became the Republican belief. But that belief also became so easily brainwashed. Things like, here are some headlines since we last spoke. Let's talk about just just headlines. We don't even have to dive into the headlines. Just saying the headline is enough. The Republican Party was a willing asset to Russia by the way of the NRA. The NRA was used as an asset, and the Republicans are so deeply ingrained. I'm sorry, but it is true. They're so deeply ingrained in the NRA that that alone is a shocking, mind-blowing fact. The NRA was a Russian asset within our country that was essentially the left hand of the of the right armed party. Right. Didn't it get didn't that get labeled something recently? It was it, it wasn't like an extremist group. It was it was it was labeled something by some organization that they like freaked out about. Do you remember this? I don't actually. Like, that's a that's a headline. Extre- I th- Let me see if I can pull that up while uh Cuz I, I remember the whole thing cuz the NRA just I remember this was early in Trump's administration. It was after one of the shootings, which it's sad that I have to say one of the shootings because there was a fucking shooting last night, bro. Really? In uh, Kansas, yeah. It's it's amazing that like you hear five news dead, shooting, it's four, like, oh, four that injured. happened. It's not even like a national tragedy. It's just like oh, that happened. It's like getting rain now. It feels like it's just like oh. No, you could almost actually. I, I appreciate the frequency with which rain comes, but you could almost equate shootings to like tornadoes. While they're unexpected, the most you can do is be like, "Well, we tried to warn you. Sorry, yeah. that's the best we could do." And I mean, there are. I mean, there's obviously actual reform that could go into right. uh, to gun laws and looking at. Uh... Oh, actually. NRA San Francisco did in fact declare the NRA a domestic terrorist organization. That's what it was. And I do recall that. It just didn't it pervaded me because I forgot it was a city that did it and not a state. Right. I kinda thought it was not, I thought it was like an organization, like the organization that like determines like hate groups did something like that. But Yeah, they did. It, it, they they determined that. And of course now yeah, they've that, also now and then, let me ask you this real quick while we're on the topic of hate groups. What do you think about all these new things that have been banned or taken away because of the rise in white power? You've got the what used to be, and I'm going to only do it on this video because I have to show you for visual representation, but the the okay thing mm-hmm. or the smoking a doobie as it kind of looks like, I'm just saying, that's what it used to right. be, um, has now become white power, which is fucking disgusting. Bowl cuts... Bull cuts, cuts are a sign of white power. That is <laughs> real. Look it up. It has been labeled officially. That's yeah, crazy. I not, I that seems a little ridiculous because bull cut just sounds like a sad childhood more than a white power. <laughs> Which could be both, actually. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just I saying. Like, like, I honestly, I don't use the OK symbol. I'd probably be more upset if, like, the thumbs up became, like, synonymous with white power. I'd be like, aw, oh, man. God like damn it. I love the thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Well, cause I, remember, I remember hearing something like like a Disney character or something did, like, the OK symbol in a picture. And, like, people freaked out. I'm like, the guy probably didn't know what he was doing. He was probably just, like, 
Everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's great. Like, totally. Like, uh, cor- then, but then there's been people that have been... Sometimes a symbol is just a symbol. It doesn't have greater meaning. That's the great it's argument like that... used to mean happy. And exactly. It's happy, but it's a different happy. And I'm just going to be honest. Fag used to mean cigarette. It's a different lingo. It's not... Right. But but times times changed. The eighties happened. The nineties happened. Words became weapons right. because kids were you know bored and decided that that's what they were gonna right. do was bully the shit out of each other. And man, right. And then that whole thing with giving words greater meaning or simple gestures goes back to that whole snowflake argument regarding like how people get upset over minutia that you see on a regular basis, things that used to oh. not have a greater meaning, and how it's like. And the people get upset calling someone a snowflake while being upset proving that them themselves are a snowflake, which is some snowflakeception that is happening. Snowception. Well, I remember seeing, um, I think I saw a picture, it was like a meme that was shared, um, when that, um, that young girl, like, sailed across for the climate accord talks. Greta Thunberg. Greta, right. And how, like, I saw a picture of, like, a guy... In this big, like, diesel truck with, like, smog rolling out of it. And said, like, take that girl. I'm like, can you imagine being so upset by what a, a little girl said that you have to, like, label the back of your giant pickup truck that, like, screw the environment. like. So let's clarify for your audience here. The quote, actually on the back of the truck, because I've seen the oh, picture, you know this very well. is, <laughs> fuck you, Greta. An adult man put on the back of his giant diesel truck, fuck you, little girl. I just want you to know that's America. And actually, someone pointed out that the license plate was Swedish, by the way. So it's actually most likely a Swedish person. And I I did. A backwoods Swedish person. Yes, I did confirm this. Still a grown man. But there is a skeleton in the back of the thing as well, like a a fucking Halloween decoration skeleton. And it's just like, that's what we've become. This generation, the the baby boomers, I hate to say it, the generation that's going to fucking destroy this country if we're not careful. I mean, they are destroying our planet, and then when we want answers for why, they're like, shut the fuck up, we want more money. Like, like, that's what it comes down to. They want money, and that's why they aren't bending to saving this planet. We're all fucking doomed. It's not even America, it's just the world as a whole, like, the... Because we saw like the crazes happening in the Amazon, the lungs of the world that are being destroyed to make room for agriculture and industry. It's a bad idea, which does bro. us no good if the Amazon ceases to exist. Because then we'll just all die. And like even like, given like, say in the weirds like that global warming is a myth that people say there. are. Even if we're wrong, doesn't at least making things better and trying to reuse use renewable resources and stuff, isn't that still, like, did a good thing? Like, even if it, like, didn't matter. Like, if this all was a bit... So, it's like... I don't know. I'm just thinking about the, the show I watched, The Good Place. I'm going to um, dive off a deep cliff here for you. Because right. when you when you start asking questions like that, like why doesn't making our planet better make sense? It just even if it's a good idea, even if there is no global warming, which by the way, 
there's definitely global warming. The shifts right. in the in the the pendulum swinging so violently from our hottest summer to our most. I mean, think about just last year we had a negative 22 degree day before wind chill. That's subarctic temperatures. Okay. Right, and we had That's the never wettest happened before. May on record that in, that destroyed the crop industry this year. Like Thank that's you. that's gonna make vegetables next year crazy expensive. And harder to come by. And harder to come by. Like people didn't get stuff planted until like after Memorial Day, which is unheard of. It's bad. It's not it's not good. The ground was too wet, it wasn't taking seed in, and that's and even if you put seed in it, it would just fucking bubble to the top because more rain would just uh, you know right. drench it out. But I, I remember driving on the highway and seeing like lakes in the middle of cornfields. Like that's stuff that shouldn't happen. Correct. And but, like, and it makes me afraid for what winter we're gonna have this year, given the rest of our seasons. I mean, exactly, and the ramifications from having a more brutal year every year we endure. I mean, on our bodies, it's changing our everything. People are becoming right. more depressed. Wonder why that is. Maybe it's because seasonal depression is a real thing. And when you get right. trapped in your fucking house for a long time and you have no escape and nowhere to really go because of the weather. Like, and I don't mean like, like I'm saying, yeah, you go to your job and you have your miserable existence doing that or whatever, and you fucking loathe it and whatnot. But like, other than that, you're not going and seeing your friends. You're not having a good time because it's just so fucking gross out that you don't want to leave your home. Right. Exactly. That, you know, people just get lost in this like dark, dark depression. But to, to, to shift back to like energy efficient, making our planet better. My thoughts, this, if our whole planet took that up. <clears throat> We're going to create renewable energy across the board. We're going to take away every living human's cost of electricity. It's not a charge you need to have. You live on this planet. Our planet creates our energy. You get energy. You live here. That's going to do what? It's going to boost that economy. Just a pinch. It's an ever so slight move right. the needle in the right direction. It's also going to encourage people that guess what? Hey, you know how you just got that little bit of a bonus from us? from not having that energy bill, well, we're going to put it into a stipend. The deal on the stipend is over the course of 12 years, you're going to put X amount of money into it. It's going to pay for your house to have energy-efficient panels or energy-efficient fucking whatever you choose right. to do to help the environment. Because what are we trying to do here? We're trying to look like an advanced civilization so fucking other alien species take us seriously because right now we are the Trumpers of the whole entire universe. It's the um, it's the Clark Griswold driving by. Oh, roll the windows up. Roll the windows up. Keep ex going. Just ex exactly. Just ignore them. It, they're they're not. We're not here. <laughs> there's, no, there's gonna be no Star Trek first contact here. There's, Wally World there's is no closed, bro. There's it's no not... life down here. Let's keep driving. There's no but intelligent I mean, life. They look at us and they're like, "Why is their first priority not saving their planet and not battling each other over senselessness?" Right. I it does. It does not make a lot of sense, and it's not like it's just because the people who are in charge of making these rules aren't going to live long enough to see the negative effects of what they're doing. They could give a shit less, man. Like, like most of these, most people that are making these things are, are going to be dead before. Well, I'm not going to say 2030, but let's say 2040. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair assessment. I think 2040. That's 21 years from now. For some of these folks who are in their late 70s, I mean, no offense, man. The amount well, like, of stress on his shoulders you think Don T. Trump is living to be 100, I don't. No. I guarantee probably Trump and then probably 
majority of the front runners in the Democratic election are also not going to be around. Yeah, I would say that Pete Buttigieg and Yang would be the most likely candidates to survive. Because I don't, I don't think I really know Kamala Harris's age, but I don't know if I she's going to age her, well. I think she's in her fifties. Yeah, so she'll okay. probably still be around. Yeah, but she like, would just be old. But Biden will be gone. Sanders just had a heart attack. He's not doing so hot. Let's and talk about Warren, that. All those. <clears throat> Bernie had a mild heart attack. And you know what's really fucking strange about that is a couple months ago. No, no, no. I can actually tell you. It was the day after the last debate, okay? The day after the last debate, I went to V and we were talking on our drive up here after I picked her up. And I was like, man, Bernie looked really red. That's really strange. Usually that's a sign for someone who's had a heart attack. They get really, really bright red. It happened to Ultimate Warrior before he passed away. He was on Monday Night Raw, and he was fucking the darkest, glowingest red I've ever seen a human person. All he did was walk to the fucking ring. Like, that's not a good sign, you know? And Bernie... Well, he, probably, he probably had a uh, probably a constricted um, artery, and it was just all that back pressure. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. But, you know, Bernie, he go, 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 goes, and they didn't really notice because his intensity rises, his blood pressure rises, he gets redder. Of course, it kind of makes sense. But if you he's, saw the video, uh, did yeah. you see the campaign trail video? I think I saw part of it. I don't think I watched the whole thing. So he was sitting there, or he was standing, let me clarify, it's was very it like important. Like, was it like, it was like, he was just like outside, like doing a... No, he was in a little convention, like with his constituents or people that he wanted to talk to people that were Bernie supporters. He was standing on a little tiny stage. It was, you know, and like not really a bingo hall, but that's a good example, I guess. And a little, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. That like size. a VFW or something. It, like not a, a huge hall. place. A little, yeah. Thank you. There, again, maybe a hundred people were in there and he asked for a chair and they got him a chair. He sat down immediately they brought him a thing of water, and he started chugging the water, and he finished the event, and then after the event, of course, he complained of chest pains. They immediately rushed him to the hospital. They confirmed he had a heart attack. He was in. He had two stents put in, and he's back on the thing, but they said that everything happened so quickly, they don't believe that the heart, any major parts of the heart died, because when you have a heart attack, your heart dies from lack of blood flow, and that's what right. eventually kills you. So... They said that he seems pretty good, and he seemed even more upbeat after he was released. He, his well, energy was put, good. They put a stint in it, probably made him... Well, I remember just hearing um, when Kevin Smith had his heart attack, when they put that stint in it, said it, like, it made him feel a ton better because that constriction was gone. Because like, even though it's still getting blood flow, it's like trying to breathe through a hose that has a kink in it. So as that kink's released, you're getting... You're, you're like, finally getting oh, some shit. air again. So it's probably, it probably feels 10 years younger. Exactly, and what's that going to do for him? I mean, it, it was really crazy, the turn of events. He just got the, the biggest campaign donations of the quarter. He had $25 million mm -hmm. in campaign donations. That's all small donations, no million-dollar backers, no super PACs, right. anything of that nature, uh, which he wants to actually – he came out with his campaign plan, and that's one of the things is if he is the front-runner for the DNC, he is refusing super PAC uh, donations. I heard, like, it was corporate, it was corporate and super PAC, wasn't it? Like, he didn't want – he didn't want big investors influencing the DNC convention. Exactly. He wants it to be the people, which is huge. I think that's a very big thing. I think that he has a chance. I do say the heart attack hurt his chances. I think well, Joe like, Biden... Like, go yeah. ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, remember like in 2016 when like those like, behind-the-scenes of like Hillary not looking so hot caused a lot of... It's just it, you worry about their long-term health. 
Yeah, that's that whole. Yeah, you like, see what Trump looks like and what he does, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Ah, it's fine. He's fine. He's the healthiest president we've ever had." Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's what he tells us, right? He's six five and one hundred eighty pounds. He's fine. It's like, no, that's man. Not you have his stats good, bro. You have those. You're like a <laughs> player card. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's only like six one and more like three hundred and eighty pounds. But that's just me. He might be only three oh five, just to be fair. But. I don't know if he's over three, but he, I don't think he's as tall as he. Because I was like, they put him like. It's like Trump six. Whatever, I think it was. Well, I don't know if it was six five, but he's a, he's a tall guy. But like next to Obama, who's to actually that height. Like there, there's a. You're like, wait a minute, something's some math is off here. I'm not sure what's right. what's missing, but uh, no, I was just to to go back to the candidates. Bernie's hurting from that heart attack. Right. Biden's hurting from this investigation talk and all this craziness swirling around now that we have an official impeachment inquiry. Right. Well, because you've heard the what the Republicans can do um, if there is an impe- if they they go to an articles of impeachment and go to trial. Have you heard this? Well, I'm not sure what you're speaking of exactly. So instead of being ignorant, I'm going to allow you to educate right. me a little bit here. The Republicans are allowed to subpoena because it's a trial. There's both sides, so they're able to like they can call. Joe Biden to the stand, Hunter Biden to the stand, and ask them any questions they see fit in this trial to try and steer the steer the trial to, at the very least, get Biden in some trouble. So essentially the shift the narrative. Right. They want to at least, if they can't get Trump off, they want to at least get Biden <clears throat> as involved or someone involved enough to either completely throw him, cause him to back out of the election, depending on how soon all this happens, since he's still the presumed front-runner despite anything else going on. Can I just be real about that, too? And I'm glad you brought up the whole front-runner talk, because I think that's horseshit. I think that that is a big pile of horseshit. I don't believe Joe Biden is the front-runner. I believe that you have a large, and I mean a sizably large audience of millennial folks and folks in our generation who are screaming for change, who want real, genuine movement in our country and the, and the meter to be more fair for everyone, right? And right. I think, if, if I'm just between me, you, and the hole in the wall, Biden, while he seems like he's the quote-unquote frontrunner because he's the safe pick, he is not going to be the guy who's the last man standing. I, I honestly believe it's Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, or a combination of Pete or Yang. Because while those two keep pulling up, they keep trending up like to defy right. odds, everyone else keeps falling, and, and it makes sense. As we get closer and closer to the general primary, uh, we see that uh, the support from other backers gets more focused to the right, right. to the top. But Bernie's caught on and is way past Biden as far as donations. He's got more people backing him. While you may have a certain number of people you poll, you're not polling all these millennials to get their opinion. So, sure. I think you're looking at the same thing that happened in 2016, because Biden is essentially the Hillary surrogate in terms of they're the, the safe expected choice. They're the one the Democratic Party as a whole is pushing for because they're seen as the one that'll toe the line without ruffling as many feathers. Correct, and is unifying enough to get everybody on board. Right, because what people, what they're trying to push the narrative is that 
Biden is Obama's third term. Or did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it would be like Obama being elected again, which I think is a dangerous play. To speak about Barack Obama, there is a very large rumor in the windmill that I want to address on your show as there's rumblings that he will back Andrew Yang for president. Really? Well, Yang is someone he appointed. He had Yang yeah. as his cat, one of his cabinet members of some sort. He was something in the um, entrepreneurship. I don't fucking. I don't remember. know if he's a cabinet minister, but he might have been a uh, a special advisor. Thank you. That's or, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see because I think he's because of the whole thing that at least what uh, Biden has shared is that um, that Biden didn't want. Obama to come out and endorse him or, like, stump for him, whatever. He wanted to basically try and do this on his own. But I think that's just because he didn't want to be put in the option of Obama not endorsing him. Yeah, that... because it's assumed that he would. He was his running mate for two terms. It just makes sense that he would be his guy because he knows that guy pretty well. Exactly. And it looks bad if he he goes against Biden. It looks like, oh, why wouldn't you vote for your boy who could just give you another presidency run? Everyone still loves the whole uh, Obama-Biden, like, bromance. Like, the science bros of the real world. Just the... Telling you. They were the best for their own right. And and they, you know, they had flaws, sure. Every Every president has had stump stumbles along the way and trips and falls and things go wrong right um i'm still not to pivot again but i'm really honestly well i think we've talked about this that uh that pence is still very much on board with everything given his background and his like his upbringing and stuff do you think he'd run away from all this but i think we've talked about this and you have thoughts well, my thing with Pence is it's running so much deeper, and now it's proof, man. And and I don't know if you heard this or not. Trump has said, if I go down, Pence is coming with me. Because Pence has done just as much, if not more, to to the, the things that would be most likely questionable. And, of course, Trump didn't say things about being questionable or whatever, but if 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 you have a president that tells you to look into his vice president and just throws him under the bus... It's because he knows they're going to find some shit. He's right. not... Or, it's, or just to, like, get... Trump's ne- not going to take accountability for anything. He's going to... If you could have Biden take the fall for all of it, he... Or not Biden. Uh, Pence. Pence. Take the fall for all of it, he would. It's the same reason he let um, his lawyer take the fall for all that stuff. Michael Cohen. Yeah. Hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. I got it, bro. I know. I know the history. But it's interesting because we had this thing happen where the news cycle was kind of stagnant. Things were kind of just like, well, what's going to happen with Trump? What's going to... And then, like, a humongous story breaks. There's a whistleblower report. There's this terrible phone call that, that happens that Trump has called a perfect phone call, an appropriate phone call. It was a fine phone call. You know, right. but it has to go on a special that, server. I think that's very bizarre. Yeah, that needs special. It's special occurrence, which for like, well, I think it was stated as a congratulatory phone call for the the Ukrainian president's recent election. Correct. That was the, and that was the, but it got tucked away and then not talked about. And, and the whistleblower was like, and the whistleblower served enough said that they had to release it, but they didn't release like a fully redacted transcript. It was a summarized 
transcript by the person who was listening to the phone call because, like you've said, all phone calls involving the president has other people on the line that are taking notes. Correct. That's just the notes nature of or, the... Or if you're led to believe what Trump said himself, an actual stenographer, a professional stenographer was on the call reciting word for word what was said. And if that is true and that comes out, it's over. And here's why. I don't know if you saw this in the headlines at all, but it has been confirmed by several people that while there are ellipses in the in the the loose transcript, this transcript is missing about 20 minutes of conversation. It's a 30-minute phone call confirmed. They had 30 minutes of phone call. If you take everything they said in the transcript and you read it just like a normal conversation, it's only like a 10-minute conversation. Right. Exactly. So what does that mean? It means that the things they did not want the people to see were not put on this transcript. And who did this exact same thing with transcripts many years, many years ago involving the Nixon tapes, I wonder? Yeah. That, and that was also involving a uh, – back in the time, that was just – everything was recorded. All phone calls went to a little tape recorder under the desk or all in-person conversations. And then, oh, the couple tapes just vanished. And that's weird. Just like the Tape emails, right? Vanish. Just like the emails. <laughs> Ooh, very good. See, and you know, I think Trump touts this thing about transparency. I'm the most transparent president. If he was transparent, his <laughs> tax returns would have been released already. If he was transparent, anytime they subpoenaed, there would be no blockage. There would be no chess game that gets played. There would be no Corey Lewandowski stonewalling Congress and just like repeating this bland ass, I have to not respond because of executive privilege when you don't work for the White House and you don't have executive privilege even if you're talking to the president. You've heard about all this stuff like the people are just like not ignoring a... uh, a Congress subpoena to appear. Like, just like, I'm not coming in. Like, no, you should be grabbed by Capitol Police and dragged there if you're summoned. No, they can, and they might. It's possible they're going to do that, dude, and it's getting worse. I don't don't think they've ever been up against someone who's so just like... Like, I honestly think you're going to have to drag the current president out of the White House regardless of the outcome. I think he's going to be entrenched like bed bugs like you're gonna have to drag him out mattress and all because he's not gonna go out he's not gonna walk out because like he's never gonna do what nixon did nixon resigned for the sake of keeping the presidency pure for keeping it like not dragging the presidents into the mud trump could care less he will burn the doors down but i think that's kind of i'm gonna say a really shocking thing if he does that it could be the best thing for our country because it's going to force because it's going to force a lot of these people that I talk about in the beginning of this episode about the trumpers and they're the the subgenre of republican that really needs to take a long look and think about what they're letting their president get away with they're going to be met with we want answers why you sided with this guy and and our whole presidency from then on out is going to be redefined by these people having to take a long, hard look and go, why did I get duped? What was I thinking? You know, because it's going to all come to light. Trump can't escape this. He thinks he can, and I I hate to be brutally frank, and I'm sure that someone at the NSA is listening in on this conversation right now. Like, the, the kid fucking knows too much. But, like, I don't know what I don't know, but I do know this. It'll catch him. 
there's too many threads he's threaded out thinking he can get away with threading all these needles. And guess what? He's built a web. And the web is unmistakable. You can see it. You can see it a mile away. Just for, I mean, just the some of the people that were in his initial cabinet trying to reel him in, your Rex Tillerson's, your Jeff Sessions, things of that nature, that kind of played by the rules. He let them work themselves out. They resign. They go away. They well, do whatever. Like, go ahead. There's only like four current members of his cabinet that have run since the beginning. I like think everyone else has been. Yeah, and one of fired. them is fucking Kelly Ann Conway, just so you know. I really love the fact that her husband hates Trump. Oh man, I don't isn't that awesome? How they're together? I think it's just a it's a marriage of convenience. Shit, dude, maybe she's know. a whistleblower. Wouldn't that be a thing? I mean, shit, dude. Here's the, the thing: lady, the alternative facts woman to be the whistleblower. I mean, the shit. New deep throat. It would be the most shocking turn of events. Like I have it all on tape. What? My what? husband told me to tape everything in this place. Oh my god, she's what? the savior. It's. That would be unfortunate. Or if it was like Betsy DeVos. Like someone who's like you already hate and you're like, God, now I gotta, gotta like this Not person. Betsy DeVos. F- anybody but Betsy. Like it, let it be like a wrestling angle and let it be Linda McMahon or something, you know? Like, would like, you hate it if it was like that Stephen Miller kid, the the kid who just like, oh, what? Like the, the bald kid who like Oh, I know who everyone. you're talking about. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like imagine it was like him, you'd be like, how's it gonna be talked about they're gonna make movies about this kid well i think it's crazy because now there's a second whistleblower and and the second whistleblower showing up is a real like humongous target on trump's back because the second whistleblower is coming out saying unlike guy a who only had the second hand knowledge i'm guy b who provided it firsthand i lived the experience and here's what my story is right. now congress came out today they've already talked like they're considering putting this person on the stand and having their face altered and having their voice altered for national television and 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 not allowing any other cameras in other than the ones they approve and shit like, they're thinking about putting this person on the stand publicly just to say, like, okay, Republicans, you really so want to so do this. Do it behind, so they can't put it behind closed doors and have it misconstrued. Exactly. It can't be this whole, like, well, and this is the whole other thing, too. Like, I watch a lot of news, and you hear people who work in Washington say, you know, privately I talked to these Republicans, and they denounced the president. They said that they would impeach. They would vote to impeach the president. But then you ask for their public statement, and they're either silent or complicit. And that's the thing that's scary. Well, no I one think, is brave enough to just go, fuck you, dude. Well, they're just afraid that if they go against him and it backfires, they lose. It's just fear. Isn't it? worth the gamble of our fucking nation like the thing we actually believe in the thing that we're all supposed to be like oh we have this great place we're all supposed to be free and have equal voice and everything and like we've tried to continue to move forward to that progression i mean think years and years and years ago women couldn't vote and blacks weren't allowed in certain places and and now we're definitely not there but we're definitely not where we need to be um right i don't know man at the end of the day i think they're just looking out for their own self-interest they're no longer representing us. They're representing the people who pay for their extravagant lifestyles, which is how exactly. the lobbyist thing has become this crazy. Because I remember I was really, early on in Trump, I was really proud of the fact that 
he was standing up to the NRA, and then he had a closed-door meeting with the NRA, and then was their biggest fan, because they probably wrote him a big old check. They said, hey, that's man, all they have to do. here's some shut-the-fuck-up money. Now shut yeah. the fuck up, and like, Trump was like, remember, oh, my God. I was like, holy crap, like, because remember Trump was like, on the news talking about, like, you can't say anything, you're being paid off for the NRA, you're paying off for the NRA. It's like, they don't, they didn't pay me off, I can say whatever I want, and then he had a meeting, and that was it. I was like... So, so that, now I want you to think about something to go back to coverage we talked about earlier. The NRA paid him, you say? The NRA, you mean the Russian asset the NRA paid our president? Why does this uh, still feel really fucking fishy, man? Yeah, I... I... It, uh, I kind of just want this all to be over. I'm kind of... I'm so sick of all of this. POTUS fatigue, it, man. It's real. Like, I love... Like, Say we built up, like, presidents had in the past, but I like the fact that I could go weeks without knowing what was going on within the government. Unless it was a big, important story that was breaking. Well, you've seen, like, since everything's come out, since the the whole Ukraine tape, that Trump's become, like, a mob boss. And the things he said on Twitter, like, let me... Let me reveal the whistleblower to me. I want to see him with my own two eyes. Like, he's going to give him cement shoes, it seems like. He just wants to make that guy disappear. What do you think about Trump's tweet today? What did he tweet today? I've avoided Twitter today. Okay, so let me pull this up because uh, today... I'm sure it's something ridiculous. Dude, you have no idea. You're about to, like, lose your fucking brains over well, this his, one. I mean, he, he's worse now than he was during the Mueller investigation. Because the Mueller investigation was just witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. Oh, yeah. I am one, exonerated. One, one word, one word, witch hunt over and over again. Okay, so as we talked about a few minutes ago, uh, Trump pulls out of Syria, man. And he just left the Kurds to fucking die. Turkey is invading and bombing them as we speak, as disgustingly gross as it is to say. And this morning, when Trump was questioned, you know, his automatic retort is to go to Twitter and respond. And and, and I'm going to say this before I say anything else. As soon as he tweeted this, within an hour, hashtag Wizard of Oz was was trending. Okay? Oh, no. Because he says, as I stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, oh, I heard this, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. I've done before. Like what? Done before. The great this and powerful Oz is going to destroy him. They're mighty, and his his he, he's a totally stable genius. Yeah, I don't think. You can say that about... You can't do as I say or I'm going to destroy you. It's not what a president should say. But anyways, you know, all these things happening, I feel like we are in a very dangerous time, honestly. You know, there are a lot of things that could be spun negatively out of all this. But I believe that, you know... Trump knows for a fact what's coming. He sees it with his own two eyes. I think we saw the real Trump for the first time on TV the other day. I don't know if you saw him with the Reuters uh, reporter and the little back and forth they had when the Finnish uh, president was there. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so the guy asks Trump a question: What did you want Ukraine to f to to do when they investigated the Bidens? And Trump just brushed it off, doesn't answer the question. The guy asks the question again. Trump is like in La La Land, and then realizes that this guy is still talking to him, and he snaps back. Are you talking to me? He's like, listen, we have the president of Finland here. Ask this man a question. Ask him a question. He like got belligerent about it, dude. He like start like he really started to crack. It started to and show. The fact that, and weren't they asking the Finnish president a question at the time too when he realized well, and, it? And and the guy said he's like, I do have a question for the Finnish president, but I want to give you an opportunity to answer the question I have asked. And Trump's response was, I've answered everything. Yeah, he's uh. I think he's, well, obviously he hates all this, but I think he's just sick of the whole thing and wants to get out while he still can. If he wanted to get out to while he's... president. But you listen, realize that, right? Well, you can say that, bro, but here's the reality. Let's spin the narrative a little bit different. You can tell people, oh, Trump never thought he had a chance. Trump never wanted to be president. But what if Russia did help him? What if he was aware Russia was going to help him? What if... He knew the game plan all along was to sit back, play dumb, act like he had no idea about politics. An idiot savant who got lucky, who can just totally destroy and literally make every change to help who? Vladimir Putin and Assad, if you want to be super fucking real right now. Okay? Right. So, is he really just this idiot that's just blindly making decisions that are helping them? Or, if you look at it, has every decision this president made... Big, smaller, and different led to the help towards Russia. Led to the help of making Russia more powerful and in a better position than they were before Trump took office. If all signs point to yes, and I can guarantee you if you did some back-checking and some fact-checking, you would find that they almost always do. What does that tell you about this man? Hmm. Because I don't yeah, really think Trump is the kind of guy who is smart enough to look at the fucking the Republican Party and go, wow, there's a base of the Republicans that are like actually, no offense, low IQ morons. Maybe we can right. dupe them. And well, then think, to just execute that so flawlessly with Facebook ads? Come on, man. Well, did you see this thing recently about how Facebook changed their, um, their policy regarding uh, false advertisements? Except for towards the president. Yeah, how it's uh, political ads are now um, aren't under the same rules and restrictions of normal ads. Something that can be proven false easily can still be shown, which is what they were trying to prevent following the 2016 election. And then they just walked it back. Well, you've heard like how um, his whole feelings about Warren and how he said like. Warren said, "Like I can't remember what it is. Like basically, Warren wants to destroy Facebook or something." Oh, like, Mark Zuckerberg said, "I'm totally fucked if Warren's president." Right, which that's not a great thing to say. That's just saying like <laughs> what you're doing is probably kind of shady. Maybe you should. Yeah, like if if that's your concern, and it comes back to the pocketbook, man. These guys, like the Bernie tax, the top tier, the one percent tax Bernie wants to put on all billionaires and beyond. They would never even feel the amount of money they would lose. They would never even acknowledge it leaving their accounts other than their number changing. Right. And I'm not even, like, we don't need to tax them to ob oblivion. Just tax them 
the same level that we're getting taxed. Just a progressive tax. Like, they, you make more, you get taxed more. That should be how it all works. Correct. And if you tax 5% of billionaires on their unused money, if you have money that sits for X amount of time and is unused, while it can accrue interest, which makes money, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, that also you're taxed some of that back. And also, like, what's up with the corruption? The fact that, you know, Trump talks all this shit about how he hates Jeff Bezos. You hate Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is this. Jeff Bezos is that. But why the fuck is Jeff Bezos getting away with not paying any fucking taxes at all? Yeah, this, Jeff Bezos doesn't need a second super yacht. Like, it's crazy to me. It really like, is. And I know, like, every they all started with Next Nothing had a great idea, and that happened to take off massively. Still... Pay, why the fact that you make you made you're the wealthiest person in the world? Why do I pay more taxes than you do when I make a half of a percent of what you make? A pittance of what you make. Yeah, I don't think it's even half. Like I wish I made half a percent of what he made. Like they could empty their change in their pockets, and it would be more than you make in a fiscal year. Well, I remember reading somewhere that if um, what is it like if Bill Gates dropped. Like a hundred dollar bill on the ground, it's not the amount of money he made in that time it fell is not worth his time to pick it back up. Is something I remember reading. Yeah, that's insane. That's I mean, I know he's bonkers, right? And I know he's one like good guy. He's for real energy. He's doing everything he can with his money to better the world with his foundation. But still, he still makes a crazy amount of money and will for the rest of his life and beyond. And but, I think Bill Gates has kind of like been almost at the Warren Buffett too. He has the same viewpoint of like, please tax me more. Please right. make me more accountable because then I can feel even better about my money doing something. But I can only put my money in so many places, you know? Like he can right. only do so much yes. as a person. Well, and the money used in the foundation is not taxable because all charitable giving is under different rules and restrictions. But Exactly. Uh, yeah. So... I want to know your opinion on something, man, before we get yeah. too far, because we're kind of starting to get on, and I don't want to lose sight of this, because I really wanted to discuss this with you. Yeah. What are the possibilities in your eyes that we actually see Trump impeached and possibly removed from office? I'm glad you brought that up, because I know we talked about this before, obviously off in person to person, but through... I... I think we'll get to a trial. I think the the House will do the articles of impeachment, they'll pass that. They have the numbers, as far as I'm aware, from the little bit of research I've done on it. I think the Senate will bring it to trial, but ultimately, I don't think Trump will be impeached. I think something else, as of this point, if something else comes out, like, if this thing going on in New York, and they get the eight years of tax returns and show all of the foreign money, anything, I think anything... Plus, this point is chipping away at votes because people realize that Trump is the sinking ship and not their scapegoat anymore. And that will shift votes. But I honestly think, like, and I, I had an article that I can, I can share later about, even if he doesn't get voted out of office, I think the impeachment is going to trial. I think a lot's going to come out because if he does get put on the stand and his... I don't think there's recovery. I think as long as this can get wrapped up, even if he doesn't get impeached, he will get voted out in 2020. 
I think it's inevitable he gets voted out in 2020. I think somebody in his cabinet today said that because of this happening, this impeachment happening, it's likely Trump will win 45 states. That's how stupid and cocky they are. They do not realize how much fire they're playing with here because there are people who are expressing genuine concern. There are people on both sides of the aisle who are going, this is very dangerous. You said it best. He is a sinking ship and not a scapegoat. And if that ship sinks and he takes the Republican Party with, guess what? 2020 is going to be a huge blue tidal wave and then real change might happen. Sure. But guess who's right. not going to be thrilled about that? All the Republicans that stuck around for party Trump that right. watched it sink to the fucking bottom of the Atlantic. Right. And also the Republicans, I'm sure anyone that's, well, the ones that aren't vulnerable that are going to stick around are going to quickly go against him when the tides turn. Quick, They will try and save their own skin. Well, and I mean, you saw that in the Nixon era, too. They had to stay... I mean, a lot of them stayed silent as fuck until the tapes came out. And then once the tapes came out, it was like, oh, shit. Let me explain. you really can't deny that, so I guess it's done. Let me tell you why I was silent. I'm so sorry. Uh, I I think that this this is going to be... A real test of our nation, honestly. I don't think Clinton was a real test of the nation. We obviously weren't alive for the other uh, impeachment, or for, well, I, we, for Nixon and uh, you know Jackson. I wasn't alive for. Uh, no one, no one was alive. Not for. that we know, anyways. But uh, you know, I think that this is going to be a real test. I believe that once more facts start coming out, once more people are forced to testify, once they're on the stand, once they are put in a position where if you lie, you've committed perjury, like, motherfuckers are going to start to talk, and that's when it's going to unravel, and when, you know, I think it's even, I think it's even bigger than this. I think at some point, we're getting a whistleblower, and this is me predicting, and I've done this before on this show, and and I've been nominally right. I would say I've probably got, like, a third of my predictions right. Maybe I, I haven't really fact check that you'd have to do that for me but um i i would say that it is very very likely that he gets removed from office and i think that we're gonna and it's gonna come at this and and let me real quick just let me throw this out it's gonna come at this the meetings in helsinki with vladimir putin there are tapes there are records there are transcripts and there are lines of evidence pointing to what's been going on. And I'm telling you, as soon as that proof comes out, Russia to Trump directly, it's over. It's the fall, man. They, there is no turning back. I think that if that doesn't happen, you're right. It is possible. It will definitely go to trial, but it might not lead to his uh you know, conviction and removal of office, but right. So, no, even if, you can if, get even if they it. do vote to impeach him, they still still have to vote to remove from office because technically Clinton was impeached, but not removed from office. He got to finish off the remainder of his term. Well, and you know, you look at Nancy Pelosi, and she's a very smart bird. And you've you've heard, uh, as I said before, Trump said, "Got to look at Pence," and they have been looking at Pence because there's a lot of like. How does Mike Pence know that he's not gonna go to meet the new Helsinki pre- or the new um, 
Ukrainian president and but doesn't know why he's not going. They didn't tell him. He wouldn't ask questions. He wouldn't raise questions. And right. like he didn't know about the military aid being held up. Like the that's like man. It's You can't use the idiot defense. You can't. You can't play dumb. Playing dumb doesn't work in this era because if you're around it, man, you knew. And and there'll be people that right. come out and they say Mike Pence knew. And when that happens, right. What happens if they do... I mean, there are three people that they've said realistically could be impeached in this whole thing. Just in this phone call. Trump, Pence, and Mike Pompeo. Right. I honestly think... Well, I talked to you about this last week about the the 25th Amendment. Yeah, which... And, and And I know your point in disagreement was that was that it would lead to a Pence presidency... And then they, the Repu- or the not the Republicans, the Democratic Party will try and then eliminate Pence. Because I said the likelihood of two impeachments happening before twenty twenty are next to impossible. Well, I mean, I guess it just depends on how you look you at can't it. Run because both those trials simultaneously you don't have and... to. And here's why: you don't have to. And here's why: it's a RICO case, bro. Okay. Because if anyone who is in, 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 complicit in this crime, Mike Pompeo, Rudy Giuliani, who I, I don't fucking know, whoever you want it to be, comes out and says, look, 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 listen, listen, listen. I'll give up every ounce of evidence you need. I'll tell you where the bodies are. You give me immunity and you ensure my safety and I'm going to give you a list of people to get rid of and I can prove that these people are all involved. If... Trump and Pence are on that. Just saying, man. I'm just saying it's it's it, it isn't like they would actually have to do two impeachments because again it would lead back to Trump and what's he doing? He put Pence there. Pence is helping him in his crimes. That means they're both criminals. Right, but you still have to they can't just you you wouldn't but what I'm it, saying is I don't think you would have to do a whole second round of investigating and trials and asking questions. You could right. literally just move straight to are we getting rid of Pence? Yes or no? Vote now. Well, it, that's but that's not how the wheels. It can't just. They can't. Someone can't just call to a vote. Let's remove Trump from office. That's just. It's not. It's. It's well. One, it's never been done before, and two, there's there's kind of safeguards in the Constitution that prevent that from happening, from like a party in power of eliminating the sitting president or vice president. So it would have to go through all the bureaucratic coops. They might try and rush it. And most likely if it's something that bad, the person will probably just quit and run. Like Pence, I could see just quitting and running. Well, and Pence Not might be running, the guy who's... Maybe Pence is the smart guy who takes the deal and says, look... Maybe just Pence is the get, whistleblower. Oh my God, wouldn't that be something? Holy he shit, change his story. <laughs> well, because if he does it, either... He did everything out of loyalty to Trump, but was recording it as a way to be like, this is what I did, but this is, I did it just to more, just to save his own skin and keep, because that would be, like, if he doesn't even want, like, obviously he wouldn't get the office in that case, but he'd save himself some jail time. Totally, you could, you could plea out and be like, look, just cut me a bargain. And that's a, that's something that one of Trump's, uh, the Trump org ex-advisors said, is that Trump is the man of saving face, and there'll be a point where he can't save face on this, and he's going to have to be met with, do I actually want to go through with being impeached, or do I want to just resign 
and say it was deep state that pushed me out and have my own bullshit reason, my own narrative that I can spend to keep it to look good on me. Right. Do you think if Trump resigned that Pence would pull a Ford and pardon him just to get things moving? No. Because I think that that would just set further questions and motions for Pence and it would put him under a microscope. And if he's not willing to almost immediately relinquish the presidency to Nancy Pelosi as a sign of like, what the fuck just happened? My bad. You know? Right. Uh then I think it would just raise a lot of interesting questions and it would pull him deeper into the darkness. I really do. Yeah. Who's next in line after Pelosi? That's actually a good question, but I would would it be the speaker it, I, 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 in the I Senate? I know it's a cabinet member. I think it jumps out and then jumps back in. Google. I'd, I'd have to look. I think it's... Is it state? Is it Secretary of State in that case? I think it's state. I think it goes president it's vice president pr- speaker state it okay hold on no it's actually not that's really interesting almost you almost got it it's a weird thing i've never heard of so you've got the president and then the mm-hmm. vice president would be the first line of secession then the speaker right. of the house of representatives nancy pelosi is second in the line of secession then the president pro tempore of the senate which is chuck grassley would oh. be next and then after that secretary of state mike pompeo all right so is that and mike grassley is, is, Gra- is Gra- grassley is the the leading republican in the senate chuck grassley he's the real old guy with the big glasses i thought i really thought that was uh mcconnell was the would be this well the, he's the he's the senate majority leader Oh, okay. He's not. He's not the, the president pro temp. Because that I think has to be designated, and it's based on where. Seniority. Maybe it might be seniority. Actually, that's that a, that's, be a thing. He's you know he's the least corrupt of the people in line to get it, aside from Pelosi. Right. <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, but uh, like I might I I might not be Pelosi's biggest fan, but. Definitely is a better alternative. You know, and I think Pelosi would just be, honestly, she would just say, because I'm an interim president, we're we're just going to sit back and wait for 2020 where I'm not going right. to sign or pass anything. I'm not going to appoint any judges or anything like that. But, see, and that's another great question. I had posted that thing about them annulling Trump's presidency and the possibilities yes. behind that. Uh and the one thing that really strikes me with that is is in doing that, in, in using the Constitution and using amendments to actually do that, if they find something so egregious that they're like, we genuinely fucked up and this could ruin our country, it would undo a lot of bad that Trump has done. However, there are some things you cannot undo, and I feel there are ramifications 20 years down the road that we're going to feel from this presidency. And let me tell you, putting children in cages is a way to create extreme terrorism. Yes. Just want to say it there. Mm -hmm. But to go back to this thing about annulling Trump's presidency, in annulling his presidency, that annuls anyone appointed by him, including judges, including any cabinet members, 
All those people's positions are annulled. They are voided. They do not exist because it's an illegitimate presidency, which is a real thing in our Constitution you can actually right. have. If something... But when, but I, it's, it's crazy. Madness. Right. That's the only thing that I... I was thinking about this, um, is that all of the cabinet positions and judges were also voted on by Congress. He picked them, but Congress voted them in. It was like all of his cabinet. Now, and that's, and that's, while that's great and all, when those people were voted in, which was during Trump's first part of his term, he had the majority of the House and the Senate. Easy to get things moving when you have the majority. Easy well, to and, get it wasn't, and it was all simple majorities, including Pence being tie-breaking votes in at least a couple of those cabinet positions. Wasn't one of those being Kavanaugh? Didn't he tie-break the Kavanaugh vote? Did he? Tie- or it was one of the major ones. One of the major appointees. It, it, was, it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Kavanaugh. I think Kavanaugh won based on just the just Congress. But I think it was. It was like Betsy DeVos. Yes. I think it was him. Yes, it was very good. Yeah, it would, it would be interesting. Like that, it would be. I well, I still stand to reason that, regardless of the outcome of this, Donald Trump's presidency will be studied for the rest of the history of the United States as a case study that poli sci majors are going to do their their thesis on. Like it's going to be a couple chapters of a history book for sure well and you know i've said it time because and time I again like, that, sorry i don't i just want to finish this thought no. before you jump in no sure go ahead please i think um because i think regard like i think donald Trump set a new precedence about presidential actions and behavior and campaigning that can be used by future presidents regardless of side they are on because he basically put off with anything that was normal and considered presidential and did his own thing that people that people that were present in the past never thought they could do. So I think that's going to be something that we'll have to see how it plays out in the future. Even if it's in a negative way, there's going to be like, Trump did this and there were no real consequences. Well, and I'm... Like I, well, not... Con- I, maybe it's just behavior, because I personally think that the president should not have their own social media account that they actually use. I think the only thing that should leave the White House should be from their communications department. Correct. And I mean, I want you to envision someone like like Bill Clinton or Barack Obama saying that an investigation against them was bullshit. Yeah. Like... It's... Like, you're a child. You're a petulant child. You don't look like a leader to anyone. You look like Kim Jong-un, too. You're having a temper tantrum. Exactly. Like, Take you know, the fucking like, bottle pay- away and give him a passy. Jesus Christ. Like, he's just pacing, writing these tweets out. And I don't even know why he even... Like, I honestly don't know why they let him tweet. Because who the fuck is going to stop and him? And he'll retweet. Like, I would just... I don't know. I still love the fact that there was someone at Twitter that just deleted his account for like six hours. That Fuck still you. makes me happy. Fuck you, Trump. I'll deactivate you, bitch. What you like, gonna do about it? That's just the ultimate. Because it's also amazing that one person could take down what could arguably be said the most powerful Twitter account in the world. Yeah. Arguably man. could say it. 
The one with the most eyes on it that so you could tweet something that becomes news moments later. People report it on TV. People share it across the world. It can determine how world trade, stock market, all of that is affected. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely insane. Uh... Uh, I still also don't get the fact why Trump conducts all of his big addresses outside next to a helicopter so he can yell. That's funny. Tyler said the same thing as did Brando. It's like every time he's giving an address, it's always like the helicopter's on and right behind him. He's just like, I'm going to tell you about the thing. And then China, China, if you're listening, China, I need you to investigate the Bidens. You know, um, but, you know, you were saying about how this presidency will be looked at. And I think it's actually going to be what, you know, as goddamn crazy it's going to sound in some weird way. I feel like Trump is going to make America great again because we're going to all have to take a long, hard look at the values and how we got here and be like, what the fuck, America? Why are we like this? Right. And then hopefully everyone's like, let's not do that ever again. And let's change things so we can ever have that happen again. Right. Right. Do you think? Because obviously, the U.S. will outlive Trump, regardless of the outcome. Do you think that they'll be? Because obviously, we're not gonna. The Republican Party is not gonna cease to exist at the end of this. It might change fundamentally, but I don't think it's gonna cease to exist. I think we might see a different Republican Party at the end. Maybe like the new Republican Party, and they actually signify that it is called the new Republican Party. Well, because you even look back, like the uh, the Republicans during the Lincoln administration are not the Republicans we have now. They like, were more Democrats, actually. Right. The ideologies of a group shift over time, and I think this might be a catalyst to that change. So then they realize that the next. Republican Party, or not like the next one, but they're going to have to make a conscious shift to a more moderate standpoint. Uh, yeah. I think it's what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I agree with you. And uh, to, to real quickly touch on this, what do you think about these senators who are dealing with pushback in the more conservative era areas, but they are moderate Democrats? I don't know if you saw any of that. With the moderate Democrats, so the more conservative Democrats. Yeah, so there was a moderate Democrat who won a uh, seat from Michigan, okay? Mm-hmm. And she was doing a town hall, and she started bringing up... She was one of the seven freshman uh, senators to write the op-ed about why Trump should be impeached. And she started okay. to bring it up, and her constituents started booing her and were, like, really fucking gross and awful, like... Just the sludge of humanity just showing its head. It's like no class and no grace. Like, I hate yeah, to be I, like that, but that's just really what it comes down to. I, I really, That's the one thing I do really hate about the fact that the what we've seen since 2016 and really leading up to 2016 is how it just gave people an outlet to just let their innermost, darkest thoughts out into the world. Like, Unfiltered, there's no, man. There's no sense of, like, decor. And, like, people were, f- like, freaking out that the Joker movie coming out was going to cause chaos 
and really it's just that's been mild compared to what's happening in the current world of politics influencing people absolutely man i think that's very well said and i think it's it's interesting to look at how politics has almost become mind control in a lot of ways and i hate to that sounds like conspiracy theorist and that's not where i'm getting at at all but it's like the reason that trump has risen to power is a lot of different things but brainwashing is one of them and if you've not seen the family on netflix I absolutely encourage you and Liz to watch it. It's a five-part limited series. It's very informative. It will very much open your eyes to how utterly isn't repulsed. The, isn't the family that um, about like the relig- like the religious? It or is. It is the religious about... family in the that have been around in like Washington. Forever. Correct. They are silent money that has been influencing, and they create. Well, I can't. I don't want to really spoil it for you, but so it's it's, it's, it's so it's almost like the the Koch brothers to an extent, like bigger. a more religious version of them. Yes, absolutely. And and the thing is, they influence everyone, and they have no borders, and they don't play politics, and they they say all this right, but they just say that they believe in Jesus, that they don't they don't believe that like like essentially the concept is that they just love Jesus and that's their religion. That's all they do. So because every religion has Jesus. So that's a unifier or whatever, but they use that to influence. And that's how people like Maria Butina have been put into place and things of that nature. Cause they play politics, man. And they play on a whole darker, more fucked up level so much so that they call him the wolf King. That's what Donald Trump is. He's the Wolf King, because he is the ultimate duper of people, and he's, it's crazy how they get you there. You just like you watch it, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" These people have the been ultimate, brainwashed. Like, wolf in sheep's clothing. Absolutely, you nailed it on the head, man. It's an utterly insane watch. I encourage you strongly, especially with your love of knowing politics and having knowledge and things of that nature. I think you would really walk away with something from this uh right. five part mini series. Yeah, I haven't saved um, on my list to watch. I just haven't got into it yet. Cuz I, I saw it after like I finished House of Cards. It was like, you should watch The Famine. I was like, what is this? I've heard nothing about it before that. And I haven't even like watched the trailer. I was just like I wa- read the synopsis. I'm like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Well, there's your endorsement from me. <laughs> right. I'll I'll have to check that out. Absolutely, man. Man, we've I feel like we could honestly just do a series of, like, five episodes about all this. And I feel like as more of this information comes out, I think we definitely have to have you back to just keep digging into this. Because I love talking to you, and I love just our back-and-forth conversation. That we have the same kind of conversations not recorded about all this. Absolutely. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about this more, but I think... Definitely talked more a, a bit more than I wanted, but I I love the conversation. I didn't want it to stop. So, but I think we should probably end it here and then kind of just wait and see what comes. I feel like a lot of stuff is boiling over, and I want to kind of see where the rest of the next few weeks kind of bring out. Well, and just to keep in mind for you you fine folks, there are some big things happening in Washington this week. We have the ex-ambassador to Ukraine is going to be testifying and there was that whole dossier disinformation package about her that was 
given to the president's office from Rudy Giuliani, which is a really weird thing that the IGIC came in and like emergency briefed Congress on. There yeah, are other people involved who are testifying this week starting tomorrow. I feel like Wednesday is going to be an absolute barn burner of a news day. I, I don't really know what's coming, but I feel like, folks, Wednesday something huge in Washington is going to drop. And we're gonna be left stunned. Uh, and that's that's my uh, my takeaway on this one, brother. Thank you again so much for having me. And, and and I'll just say it one last time: at your disposal, whenever you would like to have me on to talk about these things, I absolutely love our conversations. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to get Tyler in here too at some point. I think that would be a kind of a a round robin of all this would be a would be a lot of fun. Because we're all we all have our own opinions and how we we agree on a lot of things, but we disagree on things. That I think will make for a great conversation. So definitely, more. that might be something that might be coming down the pipe. But definitely, uh, thanks again, Nate. Uh, doing a plugging thing while you're here. Obviously, just, we all know where to find you. But just check out the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitch Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, Castbox, Tune, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar. We'll give you a holler. Thanks so much to all you awesome people who are donating to us right now. We really do appreciate you, folks. Uh, that's all I got, AP. Yeah, couldn't say it better myself. That does it for Poor 360 for this week, episode 39? 39. I, th- I think so. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great week, and just keep seeking truth and knowledge. Bye, guys. Later. You've been listening to Poor360. You can find us on the socials at Poor360 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us and all the other podcasts on our network at journeyintocomics.com or early access at patreon.com slash journeyintocomics. You can find us on all podcasting platforms like CastBox, Podbean, Stitch Radio, Spotify, and many others.